You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Football Friday Game Preview Edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And there could not be a more perfect segue from our opening ad into today's show than talking about football watching because we have an amazing game to watch this weekend. The undefeated 5-0 Tennessee Titans against the undefeated 5-0 Pittsburgh Steelers in Nashville on Sunday. And I'm going to be breaking down this clash of Titans, no pun intended, for you guys on today's show. We are going to start, as we always do on our Football Friday show, with my keys to victory for the Titans. I will give you three schematic things to look for during Sunday's game that should determine whether or not the Tennessee Titans will remain undefeated. And then we will go into the player matchups to watch For this game, we will zoom in to an individual level and take a look at where this game will be won from a player versus player standpoint. So excited to talk about those matchups that will determine this game. And as we always do, we will cap off this Football Friday talking fantasy with my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview, talking gambling with keeping it plus 100, updating you guys on the most recent injury report for both teams, and I will have my game and score prediction for you at the end of the show. So a big episode of the Locked on Titans podcast on this Football Friday, but it's not just this Football Friday. Next week, I'm going to be bringing you fire content Monday through Friday. Monday, we will have our game recap, taking a look at how this game was won. Also, checking out individual performances with everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up and Tighten Down. Tuesday is Tic Tac Tuesday on the Locked on Titans podcast, including my film breakdown on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and our Tic Tac 4-pack where I break down the four most impactful plays from Sunday's game from an X's and O's perspective. Wednesday is Rewatch Wednesday on the Locked on Titans podcast where I give you all of my additional tidbits and extra analysis from rewatching the coaches tape of the previous game. Thursday, we begin our preparation for the next matchup with a crossover Thursday conversation with the host from the opposing Locked On podcast. And of course, next week, we will be right back here for another Football Friday game preview. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you do stream. But with that out of the way, we have a big matchup between undefeated teams, and I'm breaking it all down for you today on the Locked on Titans podcast. 
Let's get it! Titans are able to move to 6-0 on Sunday and defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will need to focus on these three key areas from a game planning perspective. Number one is the strength versus strength matchup that is the Titans rushing offense against the Steelers run defense. Currently, the Steelers are the second best run defense in the league, allowing only 66.2 yards per game and 3.3 yards per carry. You take a look at the Titans' offensive stats on the other side of that, the Titans are the fifth best rushing offense in the NFL, averaging 157.8 yards per game and 4.8 yards per carry. So which one of those units will be able to win that matchup? Will the Titans' offensive line, their tight ends, Derrick Henry, be able to get push on a Steelers defensive unit that has been stout throughout the season and be able to get things going, which will allow the Titans to get into their play-action rollouts and their play-action boot passing game. It'll open everything up for the Titans offense and allow them to score on this Pittsburgh defense that has been incredibly stingy so far through the first six weeks of the year. So will the Titans be able to run the ball on this great Steelers run defense Or will this Steeler run defense force this Titans offense to play left-handed and to play one-handed and only be able to pass the ball, which allows them to pin their ears back with an incredible group of pass rushers as well. So it will be critical for the Titans to be able to run the ball even though they are going against the strength of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense in their run defense. So who will win that strength-on-strength matchup? If the Titans want to remain undefeated, they will have to be the victor in that area. Moving to the second key to the victory for the Titans. And I believe that the Titans do need to get pressure on Ben Roethlisberger and do so by being a heavy blitz team on Sunday. As opposed to the two quarterbacks that the Titans played most recently, Josh Allen, one of the more mobile athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. Same with Deshaun Watson, who has incredible pocket movement and also has incredible at mobility outside of the pocket as well. Ben Roethlisberger at his current age and current play style is not that type of quarterback. Earlier in his career, he was fantastic at shaking off sacks and staying upright in the pocket, but at his age at this moment in time in his mid-30s, he's not able to do that and his mobility has decreased. So the Titans need to put pressure on Ben Roethlisberger and make him move inside the pocket and not have a clean pocket to make throws, and the stats bear out his deficiencies with pressure in his face. Ben Roethlisberger on the season overall has a 69% completion rate for 1,178 yards, 11 touchdowns, one interception. On the season with pressure on him, Ben Roethlisberger only has a 62.1% completion rate, a drop of 7%, 248 yards, one touchdown, and his lone interception on the season 
was under pressure. He's also only thrown the ball away one time out of 28 under pressure throws. So he doesn't get rid of the ball. He likes to hold it and work downfield. If the Titans can get pressure on Ben Roethlisberger, they can make him make a mistake possibly. And the other side of this coin is how bad the Titans have been in getting pressure on opposing teams. The Titans are the fourth worst team in the NFL with only seven sacks on the year. They're 19th in the NFL in quarterback hits with only 29. They're 27th in the NFL in pressures with only 43. They're 17th in the NFL, well, they're 30th in the NFL with only 14 hurries. Now, this last stat, the Titans are the 17th team in the NFL in terms of blitz frequency. They only blitz 28.5% of the time, and part of the reason is their struggles in the secondary, but I think the Titans, with Adoree Jackson possibly returning, have a chance to put the pressure on Ben Roethlisberger with heavy blitz packages and force Ben Roethlisberger into a mistake. That's one of the only chances that the Titans defense will have to create turnovers, and that brings me to my final point. The Titans will have to win the turnover battle here. The Steelers and the Titans are are tied for the most takeaways on defense on the year, both with nine. The Titans are plus six in turnover margin. The Steelers are plus five. Whoever finds a way to force a turnover will be able to win this game. So let's recap my three keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans. Number one, they have to find a way to win the strength-on-strength matchup that is the Titans' rushing offense against the Steelers' run defense. Second, the Titans have to put pressure on Ben Roethlisberger, and they need to do it by increasing their blitz frequency. Blitz early, blitz often, make Ben move in the pocket. And then finally, win the turnover battle. Both of these teams have been good at forcing turnovers and not turning over the ball. The Titans need to be the team that finds a way to force a turnover or two without giving one up. If they can accomplish those three things, they can be victorious and remain undefeated against the Steelers this weekend. Let's jump into the individual player matchup portion of the show. I will give you three player groups to watch that will be going up against each other in that game. Before we dive into that though, I want to tell you guys about Built Go. From the geniuses over at Built Bar that brought you the best tasting protein bar of all time, now brings you an incredible work out gel. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. The Go Workout Gel comes in an easy to take 1.5 out package. It can go easily in your briefcase, in your golf bag, or in your book bag. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market because it's like a five-hour energy, but without that crash feeling that you get. Plus, it's all natural, so it's better for your body. It's basically like you are drinking a monster, but with a third of the caffeine and much better results. And of course, as we know from the folks over at Built, they're going to give you three delicious flavors available. The peanut butter honey, the chocolate coconut, the chocolate mint, all available for you. Plus, Built Go is combined the energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen protein is fast absorbing, gets into your system quickly, and it's easy on your stomach. Plus, Built Go is loaded with great stuff to ignite your day. Beta alanine, B3, honey, that kick of caffeine, B6, B12. 
and that collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Let's continue our Football Friday game preview for this matchup between two undefeated AFC teams in the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really excited to continue to dive into this matchup. Before we get into that, though, I did want to apologize to all you guys. I've been looking back at the Thursday show, Crossover Thursday, from yesterday with Chris Carter, and I clearly have made an editing uh, mistake at the end, had some editing issues there, and the show cut off at the incorrect time without the outro. Um, not 100% certain how that happened. I went back and looked at my file, and the file looks fine, so I don't know if it was an issue with uploading the audio, that it only uploaded a portion of the audio and, and cut off the end, but my apologies for that. I had a few people reach out to me. I, I wasn't certain uh, about you know how extreme it was, but definitely cut off the back like five minutes of the show, so my apologies to that. It hasn't happened happened before and should never happen again. But let's go through that and dive into these player matchups for this upcoming game. And I am going to start and put a premium basically on one area of the field on one side of the ball. And that is basically the edges of the Titans offense versus the edges of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So I'm going to explain that a little bit more. So what I expect from the Titans in this game is like we talked about in the last game, go heavy tight end personnel on offense. You want to get the Steelers base defense out onto the field, not let them go to their nickel with their five corner, their five defensive backs, which is what they prefer to do, especially with the Steelers missing Inside linebacker Devin Bush, they are going to have former Titan Robert Spillane on the field, and you want to keep him on the field as much as possible. So let's dive into some of these player matchups. The number one thing that I want to look at is the Titans' offensive tackles against the Steelers' edge rushers. And of course, that is J.J. Watt and J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree. So first off, T.J. Watt is going to be going up against Dennis Kelly most of the time, 97% of his rushes have come as the left edge, which lines up with the right offensive tackle. And then Bud Dupree, 98% of his pass rushes have come on the right side of the defense, which is the left side of the offense. So Bud Dupree versus Ty Sambrillo, TJ Watt against Dennis Kelly. TJ Watt on the season, four sacks, the most QB hits in the league at nine. Third in pass rush grade in the NFL among edge rushers at a 90 overall grade. 14 hurries on the season. Watt's been incredible. Dupree from a pass rushing perspective. Six quarterback hits. Six sacks. 14 hurries. Uh, He's 19th in the NFL in pressures. So he's been fantastic. Uh, both of those guys together have been a formidable pair on the edge for the Steelers. Is probably the the best talent they have in a single position group, and it's a pretty pretty dang good group there. So, how do the Titans' offensive tackles 
deal with those edge rushers? Well, let's talk about Ty Sambrillo. He's given up five pressures on the season and two sacks, but that's in one-third of the snaps of Dennis Kelly, who's given up 11 pressures but zero sacks on the season. So how will those guys match up? And it's not just about protecting Ryan Tannehill in the pass game and run blocking. In run defense, T.J. Watt, 87.2 as a run defender in his grade per pro football focus. Bud Dupree, though, 55.7 run defense grade per pro football focus. So the Titans could look to run left, which is what they wanted to do with Taylor Lewan anyway, and attack Bud Dupree as opposed to attacking TJ Watt. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the segment, the Titans will need to go with heavy tight end personnel, not only to help them in the run game, but also to help them in the pass game as the Titans will need to have their tight ends help these offensive tackles with these edge rushers, keep them in. We should see a lot of max protection from the Titans, which is keeping in both all the tight ends and all the running backs, just having the wide receivers out on the field. Something that Matt Bowen from the NFL Matchup Show uh, conversed with me on Twitter about this week at Tic Tac Titans, and I mentioned that the Titans would probably have to focus on throwing short, but then he countered and said the Titans will have the opportunity throughout the game to go deep, though, with those Khalif Raymond double moves and those Khalif Raymond vertical routes by keeping max protection in, keeping multiple tight ends in to block, and then taking shots downfield against an aggressive Steelers defense. So look for the Titans to go with those heavy tight end personnel packages like they did last week, not only to help block in the passing game, but also to give them versatility in the running game. And one thing that I want to talk about to continue that is the Titans tight ends going up against the off-ball linebackers and the safeties from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So taking a look at the Titans tight ends, Anthony Ferkser, In the passing game, an 81.7 grade from Pro Football Focus. In run blocking, a 76.7 grade. In pass blocking, a 69.6 grade. Jonu Smith, 88.2 with a passing grade. That's very, very high. The highest on the Titans offense. 64.9 in run blocking. 54.2 in pass blocking. So Jonu most certainly isn't the quality of blocker that the other Titans tight ends are. Swaim really struggles in the passing game. A 34.1 grade per pro football focus. But 65.2 in run blocking. 58.2 in pass blocking. So Swaim will probably be the tight end we see the least of this week. And then the return of Michael Pruitt from the COVID-19 list, a 79.2 grade in the passing game, 71.1 in run blocking, 69.7 in pass blocking. So if you have Ferksert, Jonu Smith, and Pruitt all out on the field, it gives you versatility to take on the Steelers, off-ball linebackers, their safeties who love to come up in run support. So that's something that the Titans will have to focus on is getting multiple tight ends out on the field. And then you flip that over and you look at the Steelers' defense, you have Robert Spillane, who's been good in coverage, a 75.2 coverage grade, but that's only in 22 snaps. So a low sample size in Spillane is not someone who's expected to be good in coverage. You take a look at Vince Williams, who's the starting inside linebacker for the Steelers, he's got a 29.3 coverage grade. That's second worst among linebackers in the NFL per pro football focus. So that's somewhere that the Titans can get the Steelers' base defense on the field with both Spillane and Williams and use their multiple tight end sets, get Ferkser matched up against Williams or Spillane, get Janu matched up against Williams or Spillane, and the Titans should have success. Also, Steelers' safety, 
Terrell Edmonds, he has a 54.1 pass coverage grade per pro football focus. Minka Fitzpatrick's the best on their team as a safety or a linebacker with 70.9, but the pass coverage grades among the Steelers linebackers and safeties leave a lot to be desired. The Titans can use their heavy tight end personnel to keep the base defense of the Steelers on the field, attack those linebackers over the middle with their play action, with Jonu Smith, with Anthony Ferkser, like they have been doing all season. So the Titans really need to be themselves here and do what they've been doing for the past few weeks, and they should have success. The last matchup that I need to watch here and that the Titans need to focus on is the Titans cornerbacks against the wide receiver group of the Steelers. While they've been celebrated, I am not incredibly high on Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. That's a solid group, but not superstar group, and they don't even have the speed that the Titans faced last week with a Will Fuller, a Brandon Cooks, a Kenny Stills. So, if the Titans cornerbacks, if they get a Dory Jackson back, who can go up against uh, James Washington or Deontay Johnson, the speed guy on the outside. They get Malcolm Butler, who, although he struggled this year, giving up 340 yards on 25 catches and 42 attempts, a 73.5 passer rating, giving up one touchdown, had those two interceptions, so a mixed bag from Malcolm Butler. Get his physicality and his press style up against Chase Claypool, who's a big physical receiver. He's not going to beat you deep with speed, but he's going to jump over the top of you. If Malcolm Butler can match his physicality on the line of scrimmage. That's a decent matchup. And then you look at Christian Fulton going up against Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot. That'll be something that the Titans will have to watch, and they'll have to get Fulton a little bit of help. But Schuster hasn't been burning down the NFL this year. It hasn't been his best performance. So I think the Titans, if they get those matchups, if they get a Dory back, put a Dory on the speed guy outside in Washington or Johnson, get somebody like Malcolm Butler, a physical guy matched up against Claypool, and then Fulton against Smith-Schuster in the slot. You combine that with heavy blitzes and complex blitzes from the Titans' front seven. I think they have a formula here to have success against the Steelers' offense. So really what I think it'll come down to is can the Titans' defense force turnovers by getting pressure on Ben Roethlisberger and take advantage of those matchups with the cornerbacks on the wide receivers and have any success there? If the Titans get whooped in those matchups with the cornerbacks against the wide receivers, they're going to have a tough time winning this game. So that's the three uh, player groupings, player position matchups to watch. The offensive tackles against the edges for the Titans offense against the Steelers defense, the Titans tight ends against the Steelers off-ball linebackers and safeties, and then the Titans cornerbacks against the Steelers wide receivers. So we are going to move forward into the last portion of our show where we have a lot of fun. We are going to talk fantasy and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. We are going to talk gambling and keeping it plus 100. I'm going to update you guys on the most recent injury report for both teams and give you my score prediction and my game prediction. Let's cap 
off our Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast and head off into the weekend with some miscellaneous fun. Now, this first section of the segment isn't necessarily as fun as the other three, but we are going to check on the most recent injury report from both teams, then get into some fantasy information, then some gambling information, and then I will cap off the show by giving you my game and score prediction. So let's hop into these injury reports from Thursday's practice for the Titans. Outside linebacker Jadavian Clowney with a knee issue was a full participant. That's great news. Tight end Michael Pruitt, who just recently came off the COVID-19 list, was a full participant as well. Rookie right tackle Isaiah Wilson continues to be a black mark, a a sore eye, a bruise on the Titans' season. Uh, He missed both practices on Wednesday and Thursday with an illness. Apparently it's not COVID, but this guy just can't get right. That's that's the only way to put it. Can't get right. Some other players on the injury report for the Titans. Defensive lineman Daquan Jones with a foot injury. He was limited on Wednesday, but full on Thursday. Dennis Kelly with a knee injury was limited on Wednesday, but full on Thursday. Jonu Smith with an ankle was limited on Wednesday, but full on Thursday. So that's all great news. And then the most concerning news of all is wide receiver A.J. Brown was a non-participant in Thursday's practice with a knee injury. Now, someone like A.J. Brown, as I said on Twitter, just rest him all week. A.J. Brown is good enough and important enough that the Titans could go with resting him the rest of the week. Don't practice him at all. Just let him play in the game. I got a feeling that A.J. Brown will be just fine. But a, a pretty limited Injury report for the Titans is pretty optimistic there that Isaiah Wilson is the only did not practice that you would be overly concerned about. Like I said, A.J. Brown is concerning, but it seems like it's just rest for the Titans star receiver. But let's look at the Steelers' most recent injury report. And quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was limited on Thursday, but this is not injury related, I would imagine. Just rest for the savvy veteran quarterback. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson, though, who missed the most recent game for the Steelers or left the game with an injury, was a full participant. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster with a knee was a full participant. This is the area of concern for the Steelers. Their starting slot cornerback, Mike Hilton, has a shoulder injury and has not participated all week, so probably a long shot for him to play. That helps the Titans' offense. Fullback Derek Watt also has not participated so far this week with a hamstring injury that could affect a an effective Steelers running game. Center Marquise Pouncey with a foot injury was full participant. David DeCastro, the Steelers great guard, has an abdomen injury, but he was a full participant. They're looking like they're going to get him back in the lineup for this game. Stephon Tuitt, the Steelers defensive lineman, was a full participant with a non-related or non-injury related uh, designation on the injury report. So that's what the Steelers have going on. As I said, Mike Hilton not playing in this game as the Steelers' starting slot cornerback is probably the only real effect that they're going to see. Of course, they did lose linebacker Devin Bush for the rest of the year to a knee injury, so that'll be a big hit for the Steelers' defense as well. So the Titans have seen some injury issues on both sides of the ball. The Steelers are seeing some injury issues on both sides of the ball as well, but neither of the injuries that we see should prevent either team from coming out victorious on Sunday. So that's going to do it for the injury update. Let's get into my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and talk about some fantasy football here. I'm going to keep it really short, going to keep it really sweet. 
If you have Jonu Smith, you're playing him in season long. If you have Tannehill, you're playing him in season long. I, I, I wouldn't. I would look to stream him, but if you have Tannehill on your team and you don't want to give him up because of his rest of season potential, then just throw him in your lineup. You're playing A.J. Brown. You're playing Derrick Henry. There's no way around it. If there's bye weeks that are affecting your team, I would consider Adam Humphreys this week. Especially if Mike Hilton is out for the Steelers, their slot cornerback, then Adam Humphreys seems like a a pretty good streamable option for you in season long if you're dealing with buys or injuries. So I wouldn't play the Titans defense in this game. I wouldn't play the Titans defense, period, in pretty much any game for fantasy this year. But yeah, season long, you're playing Derrick Henry, you're playing Jonu Smith, you're playing A.J. Brown. I like a flyer on Adam Humphreys if you need him. I would sit Tannehill if you can. Going into daily fantasy for that conversation, I love two players this week. I wouldn't take a chance on Derrick Henry with how expensive he is and how good the Steelers' rushing defense is. I wouldn't take a chance on Ryan Tannehill because of the Steelers' defense either. I would, though, take a chance on Adam Humphreys in daily fantasy. He's really cheap, 4600 He's the 50th most expensive wide receiver on DraftKings, and... Hilton is somebody who can be taken advantage of if he plays, and if he doesn't play, then that's an obvious advantage for Adam Humphrey. So I love Adam Humphreys and Daly this week as a cheap option to get some better building blocks, more expensive building blocks in your lineup. And then I love Anthony Ferkser. He's $3,000, 34th most expensive tight end in DraftKings. If Jonu Smith gets hurt during the game, and even if he doesn't, The Titans should be going heavy tight end, as I mentioned. They should be getting Ferkser one-on-one matchups against the Steelers inside linebackers. So I like Anthony Ferkser as a cheap tight end option in this game in Daily Fantasy as well. Let's move into the gambling portion of our show with keeping it plus 100. So interesting line movement here. The Titans started out as underdogs. They were two-point underdogs in this game. But throughout the week, they have slid to one-point favorites. The Titans are currently minus one. If you got the Titans getting points at home against the Steelers, that's a home run bet. I love that. The Titans at minus one, I wouldn't feel too comfortable with, quite frankly. This could be uh, a game where the Steelers win the game. Uh, It's a very likely outcome that the Steelers win the game, so I wouldn't feel comfortable betting at minus one. I would want the Titans to be getting a little bit of points. Uh, If you like the Titans to win this game, then minus one, yeah, that's a great bet. Go ahead and do that. I I don't think that's crazy, but if you could tease the Titans up to plus five, I I really like that much better than the Titans at minus one. The over-under in this game is 50. I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on the over-under. I could see this being 27-24, which would go over the 50. Now, if you get get the six-point teaser, get the Titans at plus five, get the score up to 56, and then go under that, I could definitely see that happening as well. I wouldn't feel comfortable playing any overs, whether you get a tease or not, because the Steelers' defense is so good that they could limit the Titans here, and the Titans could rise to the competition and have a good day on defense as well. So I wouldn't like taking an over in this game. I would rather push the line up with a teaser and then bet the under. But I'm not a big fan of minus one for the Titans, but it is interesting that the line moved from plus two to minus one for the Titans. And the only explanation for that is a ton of sharp money 
came in on the Titans, which means professional gamblers, guys who do this for a living, the high rollers who spend a lot, a lot of money came in on the Titans getting the points, which Vegas self-corrected that and then moved the Titans to favorites in the game because so much money came in on them. That's a, I guess, a good sign if you believe in Vegas whatsoever and their ability to, you know, determine the outcomes of these games or predict the outcome of these games, I should say, uh, then you got to feel good about the Titans this week just winning the game from a money line perspective, I guess you could say. Uh, But that is going to do it for our gambling information. It is time for my game prediction and my score prediction. I know a lot of you aren't going to like this, but I can't be a homer. I can't pick the Titans to win every single game. They're not going undefeated, guys. They're not. And the Steelers may be the best team that the Titans play all year with how things look right now. The Titans are missing Taylor Lewan. They have Ty Sambrillo in at left tackle against the two best edge rushers, or the best pair of edge rushers in the NFL. So with all of that in mind, I'm going to pick the Titans to lose this game by a score 24-21. to I could see an additional three points in there, 27-24, but I don't think any team scores over 30 in this game. And what it comes down to is the Titans' offense is good, the Steelers' offense is good, the Steelers' defense is good, the Titans' defense is bad. One of these teams has a poor unit that's going to be out on the field. The only poor unit that will play all day. And that's the Titans' defense. So ultimately, I think the Titans' defense is unable to get a stop late in the fourth quarter that they need. And the Steelers' defense is able to get a stop late in the fourth quarter that they need. I think that's what this game comes down to. But should be an entertaining game. Should be uh, fun to watch. I don't think the Titans will be completely stymied. I think the Titans will have a little bit of success here and there against the Steelers' offense as well. But ultimately, I think the Steelers win this game 24-21. to Not a season killer for the Titans whatsoever, but ultimately I, I can't lie and I can't see everything through two-tone glasses. The Titans aren't going to go undefeated, and I think that their undefeated season ends on Sunday 24-21. to But if they're going to win the game, they have to win the strength-on-strength matchup of their rushing, rushing offense against the Steelers' running defense. They have to manufacture pressure against Ben Roethlisberger by blitzing heavy. They have to find a way to win the turnover battle over the Steelers. They do those three things, they win the game. Their offensive tackles put up a great effort against the Steelers' edge rushers. Dennis Kelly and Ty Sambrillo against TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. If the Titans' cornerbacks, Malcolm Butler, Christian Fulton, if Adoree Jackson plays... Jonathan Joseph, if they can win their one-on-one matchups against the Steelers' wide receivers when the Titans bring that pressure on Ben Roethlisberger, and if the Titans' tight end core group, Ferkser, Pruitt, Swaim, Jonu, if they're able to beat the Steelers' safeties and linebackers in run blocking and in pass routes, the Titans win the game. I'm asking for a lot, but the Steelers are undefeated, folks. The Titans are going to have to play well to win this game. And that includes these keys to the game, the player matchups to watch. So that's my prediction. That's my score prediction. That is the injury report. That is fantasy news. That is gambling news. That is player matchups to watch. That is keys to victory from a game plan perspective. What else could you want? 
from a game preview. I hope you guys all enjoy your weekend. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. I hope this episode doesn't cut off abruptly uh, before the end. I hope you're hearing this right now. And ultimately, I hope you guys enjoy an excellent football game between undefeated teams on Sunday. But that is going to do it for me on this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. As I mentioned, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. That is going to do it for me for this week. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.